This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and it's day one of the Build Your Training Plan live three-day challenge. We're going to be putting up the recordings of our three-day challenge this week. And if you want to join us live, it's not too late to join. Head over to realliferunners.com forward slash challenge to sign up for the free challenge. You'll get all sorts of fun stuff from us this week to help you learn how to build a training plan that is right for you, including the Zoom link. So if you want to join us live this week on Wednesday and Friday, you can still join us live over on Zoom and have all your questions answered and get to interact with us during our live challenge this week. So head over to realliferunners.com forward slash challenge to get yourself signed up today and enjoy the day one replay. If you're looking for ways to bring more joy into your running and you want to be a physically and mentally stronger runner, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Build Your Plan live three-day challenge. We're super excited that you guys are all here. Um, I know that some people are still joining us here um, in Zoom, so we're going to let everybody kind of come in here, and as you guys come in, let us know where you're joining us from. Um, We'll definitely get this going because we've got a lot to cover today and over the next three days. We're super excited about this brand new challenge uh, because... We're going to be teaching some stuff that you may have heard from us before, especially if you are familiar with us and you have listened to our podcast or done any of our challenges in the past. Um, But we're going to be putting a a new spin on this to teach you how to build a training plan that is right for you. And we're really excited about that. I'm excited for this one. We've never done this kind of challenge before. Maybe you've done one of our challenges before. This one's got a different feel to it. By the end of this week, you'll essentially have yourself created a a full training plan designed for you, which I'm I'm very excited to see how this one plays out for people. (laughs) All right. So you guys, if you are new to us, welcome. We are Angie and Kevin Brown. We are the co-founders of Real Life Runner which is now a coaching program, a podcast, uh, an online platform. We're on all the social media platforms. And today we're just really excited to kick off this brand new challenge with you. Okay. We're going to be helping you learn how to build a training plan that is right for you. Because here at Real Life Runners, we believe that a personalized training plan is the most effective and most enjoyable way for you to achieve any running goal. Okay. So it doesn't matter where you are on your journey. The stuff that we're going to be covering this week is going to apply to you if you are a brand new runner and also if you've been running for 20 years, okay? Because what we are going to be teaching you are general principles, core principles that will guide your training. So then what we'll help you do throughout the course of this week, especially if you join us live, is help you take those core principles and apply them to you in your personal situation. This is exactly what we do inside of our coaching program for all of our clients. And so we decided we wanted to do it for you guys as well. Okay. And obviously We're not going to be able to get into the nitty gritty specifics for every single person on the call, but we're going to be teaching you these general principles. And then we're here to answer questions and help you guys um, throughout this week. And then at the end of this week, we'll also be telling you, actually, we'll be talking a little bit about it throughout the course of the week, but we can tell you more about our coaching program that we run, the Real Life Runners Academy. 
Um, so if you like what you hear this week and you decide you want to work with us further and you want some more personalized attention and accountability and community and, and training plans that are right for you, you can come work with us um, on the next level. Okay. But this week, our focus is on giving you a ton of really great information so that you can take wherever you are in your running right now and improve yourself to the next level. So before we jump in, I would love to know, why did you join us today? Okay. Maybe you saw an ad on Facebook. Maybe you got an email from us, but what made you say, yes, I want to join? What is it that you're hoping to get out of this week? Because what I really want you to start to think about is what will make this week worthwhile for you? Okay. What is something that you are hoping to gain this week? And let us know that in the chat, please. That's a good one. Cause then you, you know, whether this, this week was worthwhile and, and mm -hmm. hopefully we're here to help you. And if you're coming in hoping for something that we're not really going to help provide you, but like, we don't need to, to waste your time this week. We're hoping to be mm -hmm. as beneficial for everybody as possible with really helping design plans that work best for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So let us know guys in the chat there, what do you want to gain this week? Or I don't know what I don't know. That's true. I'm, I'm all about education and learning as well. I want to get the most out of the time I put into my training and maximize my potential. I love that. Um, previous client, need to get back to training. Love it, Marilyn. Great to see you. I'm coming off a half marathon training cycle and looking to build speed through the summer. I've been following a great general training plan with friends, but looking to see what this brings. Sweet. Welcome, Jen. Glad you're here. All right. So you guys keep putting those things in the comments there because I really want to hear why you decided to join us. Because like I said, I do want to make this worthwhile for everyone here because your time is your most valuable asset and we do not take your time for granted. So thank you for spending this time with us this week. We are going to be going live Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. You guys are obviously here. So you found the Zoom link. If you guys are catching us over on Facebook, you can still register for the challenge over at realliferunners.com forward slash challenge. And that will give you the Zoom link so that you guys can join us on Zoom. Um, and that way we can answer any of your questions as well. Okay. Cindy says, I've been running for just over a year. I'm 60. I found that I love running, want to stay healthy and learn about nutrition and training. I've run a 5k and two, four miles in a blast. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. good. And podcast listener too. Welcome, Cindy. We're glad you're here. Okay. Let me just do one quick thing here. Go ahead. I love new runners. I, I love new runners when when they they started like, oh, I don't know if I can get into this. I've I've reached a certain age. No, you haven't. You've you're phenomenal. We've got so like the age range of the people that work with us mm -hmm. on, on our team is so widespread mm -hmm. and people that are still knocking out PRs that have been running for over a decade and still knocking off PRs in their 50s and 60s is well, it's just fun to watch. Absolutely. Um, current client Lisa and always seeking to learn more. Martin, possible marathon coming up. Sweet. Nice. All right. Merry Christmas. Oh, I missed that one. I want to learn how to properly train so I can run more efficiently. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys are all in the right place and we're super excited that you are all here today. So let's dive in. Okay. So the main focus of today is awareness. Okay. We believe that you need to understand where you currently are before you move ahead. And there's, and we're going to go into some things today to help you figure that out. Um, so 
in all the times that we've been working with runners, we've been working with runners now for over 15 years. Okay. We've been coaching. Well, you've been coaching. Kevin's been coaching for over 15 years. I've been coaching for over a decade. I'm also a physical therapist. And so I've been working with runners for over 15 years as well. So when we combined forces, we decided we wanted to help runners learn how to train in a way that was right for them so that they could prevent injury and all of the constant setbacks that so many runners experience. Because in my time as a physical therapist, I was realizing that 90%, like there's there's a lot of different research studies out there, but it's somewhere between 80 and 90% of runners get injured at some point in time or have to take time off for some reason. And that just didn't sit well with me. And sure, I loved helping runners get back into it, but I was just kept thinking, what if we could prevent a lot of these problems from even occurring in the first place? And so Kevin and I developed a method and a system to help runners figure out how to train in a way that was right for them so that they can avoid all of those potential setbacks and keep making sustainable progress in their 40s, 50s, and beyond. Because really, consistency is the magic key to improvement. Right. And if you're constantly taking breaks from injury or burnout or like it's just something doesn't feel great, so you need to take a few days off, mm-hmm. that's what gets in the way of building that week over week, month over month consistency that leads to those incredible like, oh, it was an overnight breakthrough mm-hmm. that has been five years in the making. Exactly. So in all of our time working with runners, we see that oftentimes people have four main problems. And so we would like to know when we tell you guys these problems, let us know in the chat, which one of these problems you are currently dealing with and which one you want to solve. Okay. So the four main problems that we see most recreational runners having is number one pace. Okay. They want to get faster. They're running They're probably even running at least three times a week, but they're not getting faster. Okay. Number two is, oh, I've clicked on the wrong thing there. (laughs) Number two is pain, right? Your body's constantly sore and achy and running just doesn't feel good. All right. Number three, endurance. So you're running that same 5k and you just can't seem to increase your distance. Or every time you do try to increase your distance, something acts up or you just feel way too exhausted. And number four is inconsistency. And oftentimes inconsistency is again, due to injury or a lack of motivation. So pace, pain, endurance, and inconsistency, which of those four issues do you find that you're struggling with? Obviously, there's some overlap with these. Yes. Like sometimes the pain leads to the inconsistency, but see if you can figure out which one of these is is the main culprit Mm -hmm. in your running. Which one are you currently struggling and sort of battling against? Yeah, let us know in the chat. That's a, that's a good way of checking in. And it might be one thing now. It could have been another thing a few months ago. It it sometimes varies back and forth, which is also kind of a really big thing here of making sure that you're aware of what your current challenge is. Because if you're dealing with trying to get faster, but you're still thinking about pain you had last time, that's going to lead to a different way, a different approach to it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'd like to get faster, but last time I did it, I got hurt. So now you're all wary about trying to get faster. It causes mm-hmm. its own problems. Absolutely. All right. So we've got some inconsistency, endurance, pace, but I think I might just be impatient. Aren't we all? Very good awareness <laughs> right there. Is that Katya? I think that might be the way you Pace, inconsistency, pain for the first time I started running, I'm injured and haven't been able to run. Oh, that stinks, Penny. It's always sad. Um, Inconsistency. I feel pretty, pretty solid in all of these areas, but I've had some big injury setbacks and I'm always afraid of it. Yeah. So it's always kind of there in the back of your mind, Jen. Yeah. Um, Pace and increase in miles, pace and soreness. Okay. 
So at least you guys are bring, starting to bring some awareness, right, of some of the issues right now of the things that you would like to improve upon. They're really just areas of improvement. I like to say, I did say problems, right? I don't usually like to think of them as problems, but these are the areas that you want to improve, right? Because as runners, we are naturally driven to improve in some ways, right? We are we want to challenge ourselves. We want to try to get faster. We want to run longer. Maybe we just want to go out and run and just have it feel good. There's lots of different reasons to run. And that's why all of us as runners often have similar goals, but maybe slightly different. And that's why your training plan is so important because your training plan needs to be individualized to you based on you your life, your experience, and your goals. And using a training plan that somebody else is using may or may not be the right plan for you. And really, that's what we're trying to help you understand this week. Okay, so oftentimes when we have these problems of pace, endurance, inconsistency, and pain, there's some big mistakes or misconceptions that we often see runners making. And we want to start talking about these because I want you guys to decide, like, as you listen to us, have you ever fallen into some of these traps? Like, are these the reasons that maybe you don't have the results that you wish you had right now? Okay. So some of the kind of general mistakes that we see runners making are number one, they're pushing harder on every run, trying to get faster right? They say, okay, well, right now I want my pace to be faster. So I'm just going to go out and I'm going to push harder on all of my runs. Just try to make that pace faster. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the pursuit of extra speed. So if you go just a little bit faster mm -hmm. then the next day, you'll be able to go a little bit faster. And the other one that's very similar to this is trying to just go a little bit further. Mm -hmm. I ran three miles today. So I'm going to go for four miles tomorrow. I ran four and I'm going to go for five, or maybe you had a week of threes. And so now you'll turn it into a week of fours. It's that gradual increase in mileage mm -hmm. to what end I'm going to see keep getting faster. I'm going to keep getting further. Yep. Um, if you if you are someone that has struggled with consistency, maybe you think that you need more motivation to be able to be consistent. And so you might even be someone that has signed up for a race, hoping that that will give you the motivation and the consistency that you're looking for. But oftentimes what we see is that when people sign up for a race, trying to give themselves a goal to be more consistent, they often go from like zero to 10 miles per week and then ramp up to like 15 to 20 miles per week because that's what the training plan says. And so if you're going from zero miles or five miles and you're ramping right up to like 15 to 20 miles per week on that training plan, that's a recipe for injury and inconsistency because you are actually trying to be more consistent. You're trying to sign up for that race as motivation but then you jump into a plan that's not right for you. And then you end up feeling sore all the time, achy all the time, exhausted all the time because you're overtraining and then your body's not cooperating. So the thing that you were using as motivation, which is that race has now become less, it's like the training for that race is actually Get, having the opposite effect on you. Right. Like you, you picked a race that was so close because you wanted something kind of relatively close to you. So you'd be like, Oh, look, there's my race. It's, it's coming up so soon. I really have to get out the door and run for it. But it turns out having that extra bit of patience would have allowed you to get through a training plan to build into a training plan that makes the most sense for you so that you can reach that goal so that you mm -hmm. can get to the starting line, let alone the finish line. You can get to the starting line, feeling good, feeling confident about the race. Cause that's really, I think what so many of us are going for is yeah. I want to feel good when I get to the start and then I'm going to race as best as I possibly can. Yeah. Because ultimately everything that we do in our life is because we want to achieve a certain feeling, right? Like why are we running 
in the first place. So let us know in the chat, what is it that you want to feel? How do you, how do you love, like, what's the thing about running that you love? Like, I love feeling strong. That's one of my big things. Okay. Like I really love feeling strong. And so running is one of those things that helps me feel strong. It also shows me my areas of weaknesses, right. Which we're going to go into uh, more tomorrow, but I love that feeling of strength. So what is it like, what is that feeling that you're looking for in running? You know, is it feeling proud of yourself? Is it feeling accomplished, feeling strong? What's yours? I mean, there's an aspect what are of, some like, of, things? of freedom. It's not mm -hmm. like, it's, it's a great, it's freedom. A, it's fuzzy between freedom and control. Like mm -hmm. I want to feel like I'm in charge of what I'm doing so I can head out the door. Yeah. So sometimes putting yourself into a plan where you're like, oh, well, I have to follow this plan. That's what it says. But that plan doesn't make any sense for you. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's almost out of your control. When you can get a plan that makes most sense for you, you're mm -hmm. like, yes, I've taken charge of my running and this is what's the best steps to help me reach my goal. And I feel like, like I've got, I've got charge. I've got some sort of ownership of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I love some of these answers, feeling strong, feeling accomplished, feeling healthy, accomplished, and being outside to stay healthy and challenge myself. I run to be happy. Running helps me feel strong and alive. It's a gift. I agree. It is a gift. Feeling relaxed and having a clear head. Yeah. The mental benefits of, of running, right? Martin being healthy with friends and fit for life, feeling fit, good, and accomplished. Love all these answers, right? And so it's so interesting to me, right? Because when I was starting to think about what we wanted to teach you guys and what we wanted to help runners with in general, we started to realize, and this is kind of a little bit of our backstory is we were healthy. We were very healthy. We were kind of like, you know, the, the family, like in, in our families, like we were the health nuts. We were the health nuts in the family, right? We were running, we would eat healthy, we would do all the things, but we actually had a couple things in our lives that kind of turned us on our head. And um, one of those things was your story, which I'll let you talk about. One of those things for me was I was always strong. I was always working out. I was eating healthy. We were doing all the things. But for me, I had a back injury when my daughter was, when, my, when I had my second baby, I was inconsistent for about three years. And um, I would go out to run and I would feel really guilty about it because mom guilt is real. Those of you that are moms probably understand exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to take it away from dads, but I'm a mom. So I'm speaking from the mom perspective. And I just felt like I was this strong and healthy and fit person. But over the three years after I had my second kid, I was just super inconsistent because I felt like I was taking time away from my kids and I was being selfish on those times that I went out to take care of myself. And when I, when my daughter was about a year and a half old, she, um, I stood up one day and I just felt like someone stabbed me in the back with a knife. So I ended up injuring my back and it made me realize that by not taking care of myself, I was then not able to be the mom that I wanted to be because I could no longer pick her up because I hurt my back. I could no longer sit on the floor with them to play because my back wouldn't let me. Right. So by trying to sacrifice myself, to spend more time with them and not take care of myself in the way that I was before, I actually was not able to be the mom that I wanted to be. So by sometimes doing the things that we think are going to make us into a certain kind of person, we actually kind of go the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want me to tell a little bit on just, my story? Yeah. Just make yours quick. All right. Work on it. Um, so 
I was, I was aiming to be, you know, as healthy as fit and try and knock off all these running goals I had and was training a lot. I was training some of the, the most I've ever done. And I actually won uh, the, the local marathon, the Fort Lauderdale marathon, and then followed that up uh, about a month or so later with just a complete unexplained out of nowhere seizure that put me into the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then I kept running like uh, the doctor says that it could just be like one fluke thing. So I kept training, ran hard over the summer, ran another race and showed up at the start of school in the fall and had another seizure. And then I had another one a few months after that. Right. And I'd stacked up three with the third one in front of our daughter. And that was a sign that it's like, okay, maybe all the training as fast as I'm getting is not taking into account my overall health picture. It's possible that, that the fitness and the overall health are not perfectly matched up. And what if I could actually increase my health so that I don't keep having these seizures and I can stay out of the hospital, but what if increasing my overall health could actually increase my fitness? What if I could take charge of my overall life and not feel like I'm burning myself out so much on the running and I'm not getting that, that payback, that, that actual health benefits of it. So it kind of tweaked the way that I was training to take into account my overall health as the primary focus without giving up on racing as fast as possible. I've done multiple marathons, ultra marathons after this thing. So I didn't want to change my, my focus on, I want to be fast. I want to yeah. run far, but I want to make sure that I'm healthy first. Exactly. And this is, and, and the reason we tell you guys these stories is because we want you to understand that we have been in a place where our running wasn't going well. And we figured this out and we've helped now hundreds of people figure this out as well. And part of the reason that I want to tell this too is because sometimes we get, I think we get into running and we want, we do it because we want to feel fit. We want to be healthy. We want to feel accomplished. But then sometimes something switches off in our brain or kind of switches course in our brain. And we, instead of thinking about like our health and our fitness, we start to look to performance. We start to look at how can I get faster? How can I run more? How can I do more? And we see a lot of that do more mentality in a lot of runners. And oftentimes it leads to pain and injury and setbacks and actually decreasing health. So we get into it because we want to feel healthy, but then something switches over and all of a sudden we're so focused on our performance that we actually end up sacrificing our health in the process. And we don't want that to happen to you guys. We want you to avoid that. We want you to understand that you can chase performance goals and you can improve your performance without sacrificing your health in the process. The two can be complementary. They don't have to be at odds. And some people might not really understand what we're talking about and that's totally okay. But some of you might, right? Some of you might understand like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Like, you know, is it healthy for me to sleep only five hours a night and then go out and, and run, you know, five miles every day and I'm not sleeping well, or I'm not fueling my body well, or I'm not dealing with the other emotional stress in my life, because all of these things play a role in how our body performs and how our, how we live, how we feel as humans, right? So we believe that running needs to complement your health can, can help support your health and make you a healthier, stronger individual, both physically and mentally. Okay. So if that's something you guys are interested in hit yes. And give, give me a yes in the comments or, or drop an emoji in the comments so that I know that we are talking to people that understand kind of who we are, 
what we're, where we're coming from here. All right, cool. Cause we want you guys to be able to run faster. If that's something that you want to accomplish, we want you to be able to run further. If that's something that's important to you, but we don't want you to do it at the expense of your overall health or the expense of your relationships, right? Because some people get so deep into training that they sacrifice their health. They sacrifice their relationships. They sacrifice other areas of your life. And we at Real Life Runners, we believe that running needs to fit into your real life. Your running needs to support your real life and your real life needs to support your running because it's all the same thing. And your health is your health, right? Stress is stress, health is health. Like it's it's really important that we understand that these things are not all separate. And that's why a holistic training plan and a holistic training program that takes into account other things other than running is so important for you to be able to achieve your goals. Yeah, running doesn't exist in like this this silo where we just get to have our running portion of the day and then there's the rest of our life. Right. The rest of our life affects it. Our running affects the rest of our life. And you have to accept mm -hmm. that those things are so intertwined with each other. Otherwise, you're going to think, oh, well, I can get away with this in my running and still be able to accomplish that. Or I'll make these small compromises in my overall health picture for the sake of this aspect of my running. Cause that's what I was doing. I, mm -hmm. I, uh, it's okay. If I, if I wake up 15 minutes earlier and then I got used to that and then be like, Oh, maybe if I just wake up 15 minutes earlier than that. And my sleep just gradually kept getting less and less yeah. because it was small little increments. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to just cut an hour and a half off my sleep. I did it bit by bit yeah. until I just wasn't sleeping all that much. Because that's what we do, right? Like we trick ourselves sometimes. Yes, like we convince ourselves that these things are okay. That until, is the healthier choice. Until it all comes crashing down, right? And that's what we're hoping does not happen. We want to help you guys avoid that kind of burnout, crash down point um, so that you don't have to go through some of the things that we went through. And we can help you do it in a way that is sustainable because- you know, most of our clients are in their 40s, 50s, 60s. We even have clients in their 70s and they're still making progress. Like one of our clients is in her 70s. She just ran her first half marathon like three weeks ago. And yep. it was so amazing to watch that happen. And, and her training cycle did not go super smoothly. She developed pneumonia about two months before the race and had to kind of get back into it. And we helped her with that. And, but she did it. And that was like, such an amazing accomplishment for her. And it was so exciting to see her do that. So if you guys have this idea that, you know, oh, well, after a certain age, there's just, I'm just not able to make progress or any of that. I want you to try to put that on the back seat for now. Okay. I would love for you guys to come into this week with a clean slate. Okay. Even if you've been running for 20 years and you think you know what you're doing and you think you have a system that works, you joined this training for a reason. So I invite you to kind of wipe your slate clean, forget what you already know, okay? Because we as humans, oftentimes when we get new information, we take that new information and we we don't realize that we do this. This is a very unconscious process, but we take it and we kind of compare it to what we already know and what we already believe. And if it matches to what we already believe, then we remember it and we're like, yep, more evidence that I'm right. Okay. This is just what our brains do. Okay. This is not like something that you're, you're likely doing consciously. And if it's something that doesn't match what we already believe, we just forget it. Like it just kind of goes away. Like this is what it's the filtering system of our brain. It's how our brain works. And so what I invite you to do is pretend like you don't have any knowledge yet this week and just kind of come in with a clean slate and kind of see what can I learn? What can I gain? And maybe some of the things that we're going to talk about this week might challenge some of those beliefs that you have held previously. 
And that's a good thing, right? Like we are runners. We like to challenge ourselves. And so that is both physical. We like the physical challenge of running, but there's also a mental challenge of running. And we all know that, right? Like we all have been on a run, I'm sure, where we haven't wanted to go on the run and we go anyways, or we're in the middle of a run and we don't want to keep going, but we do anyway, right? Because there's that mental challenge that's involved. And being a runner is having the strength to overcome those challenges and to move forward. And so this week, we're going to start to challenge some of your thoughts and your beliefs about running and about maybe your current abilities so that we can try to blow it open for you and make maybe make you see things that you haven't been able to see before and help you train in a way that's going to support you even better. Right. And, but like you've said before, we have to start with knowing where you're at right now, Mm -hmm. because that's, that's how you get a training plan that works for you. You can't just find a training plan. There's so many good training plans existing on the internet and in books and all sorts of places. But if you don't have a good idea of where you actually are, Mm -hmm. you might not think you need a training plan, or you might not be able to find a great training plan that works best for you. It's that key awareness of what training plan is going to work and why it's going to work. That's, that's where we got to start. All right. So let me know in the comments, are you currently on a training plan? Just give me a yes or a no. Are you currently following any sort of training plan right now? No, no. Okay. Lots of no's, a couple of yeses with paces based on a distance test. Okay. Good start. No. All right. Cool. All right. So we've got mostly no's and a couple yeses. All right. So one of the big misconceptions I think that we see when it comes to training plans specifically, there's two main misconceptions. Okay. Number one is I don't need a training plan. People that are not currently on a training plan. Okay. So there's a lot of you that are not on a training plan. Tell me, are you not on a training plan? Number one, because you're not training for a race, right? Like, oh, I don't need a training plan because I'm not training for a race. Okay. That's one of the the things we often hear. And the second is I can never stick to a plan because life gets in the way. So are either of those two things true for you? And if not one of those, then what is the truth? What's the reason that you're not currently on a training plan? Let us know that in the chat. Yeah. Cause there's probably those of, those of you that answered no, why are you currently not on a training plan? Not training for a race. Yep. I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons I think that's, why people yeah. do it is there's not a race coming up soon. So what do I need? Too many plans Too out there. Too many plans out there. How do I choose? Fantastic. Stay tuned, Cindy. You're in the right place. Why are you not on a training plan? Not on a plan, but just finished training for a half marathon. Okay. So were you on a training plan for that half marathon, Scott? Did you just finish a plan and you're just not on? Okay. Now what's, what's the next goal for you, Scott Martin about to start training for a race, but haven't gotten a plan set up. Okay. I only followed a plan once when I trained for a marathon, life gets in the way, just don't know where to start just running. All right. So it sounds like most of you are in the, in those two things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other one, um, that Cindy mentioned about two, so many plans out there, not sure which one. 
Okay. Which is, which kind of falls into my number two here, which is the wrong training plan. Okay. So many people are not on a training plan or they're on the wrong training plan. And oftentimes if you are on the wrong training plan, it's often because you are choosing a goal with the wrong timeline. So people that um, suffer with inconsistency and decide, oh, I'm just going to run a half marathon because that will make me be consistent. Okay. Now I have to find a half marathon plan. Okay. Here's a, here's a half marathon or well, actually they find the race they find first. The race first is usually the issue. They find the race first. They're like, oh, there's a local half marathon coming up in a couple of months. I'll train for that. That will be my motivation. So they decide, okay, I'm going to go from zero to half marathon in like two to three months. And so they pick a plan and it it's all kind of out the window because the, the timeline is wrong. Like if you are not at a place where you can safely start that training plan, it's not the right training plan for you. Okay. And that's why awareness of where you are right now is so key. Okay. So people cho often choose a goal with a, with the wrong timeline. Okay. Number two is they download a training plan from the website or from that free app. There's so many training plans out there nowadays, like Cindy just said, right? There are endless options. Okay. Information is not our problem nowadays. Yeah, we live in the information age. Anything you want to know is at your fingertips. There are so many training plans out there, right? But like Cindy said, how do you know which one to choose? How do I know which one is right for me? And so oftentimes people just kind of pick one, right? They just download a plan or they just grab whatever plan is in that free app and they just start using that and it may or may not be right for them. And then the, the number three issue that we find as far as the wrong training plan is that you, you take one of those training plans, one of those generic training plans, but you don't know how to adjust it to fit your life, to fit your goals, your experience. And that's you know, often leads to a lot of issues. Well, I, or the, the ever popular, and I've seen these all over the place. It's the sub two hour half marathon plan mm -hmm. as though there is in fact a magic one that right. will guarantee those results. If, if you're not at the prepared to start it, or if that's not your goal, or maybe the, the magic, you Googled it and it said sub to our half marathon plan has you running five days a week, but your life doesn't fit five days of running during the week. Mm -hmm. How do you adjust it and turn it down to four right. that, that's actually going to fit your running? Can you just pick any arbitrary day and remove it? Is that going to be what's best for you? Knowing where you currently are mm -hmm. is actually necessary to figure out how to adjust it. If we have, we've got a bunch of people on the call right now two different people could take that same plan off the internet yep. and need different adjustments based off of their own personal starting places. Right. Exactly. Like one of our clients right now is an air, uh, an airplane mechanic and has a schedule where he works like eight days in a row and he works nights. Yep. Right. And so his training has to look different because his schedule, his work schedule dictates a lot about how he lives his life. So a typical five day a week marathon training plan is not going to work in his life. And so, you know, we, we also have a lot of nurses on our team, There's a lot of nurses um, that work 12 hour shifts, you know? So like, how do those people that have, you know, kind of different schedules take training plans and still be able to fit in training into their lifestyle? I think that's really important. Um, Ooh, Letitia, I love what you say here. I don't like being prescribed paces. I like to run by feel. We're talking about that today. Um, it's because we, we totally agree with you. And that's really one of the big things that we, we talk about here at real life runners. Okay. So hopefully you guys have an, uh, an awareness now of why, um, or of kind of why training plans are important. We're going to actually talk about that a little bit more right now. Um, but 
where you are as far as maybe mistakes that you have made in the past or problems that you may have been experiencing, or at least have a good idea of areas that you want to improve. And to improve in any area of our life, but you know, specifically our running, step one is awareness. Okay. So running is both physical and mental, but so many people only focus on the physical side while ignoring the mental side of things. And we want to kind of look at things a little bit differently because here at Real Life Runners, we believe that your thoughts control your actions and then your actions are what give you your results. So if you don't like the results that you have, or if you want different results, maybe you like the results that you have up to this point, right? Nothing's wrong. There's not a problem. You just want to get better. You just want to improve in some way. If you want different results, you've got to start acting differently. And those actions come from your thoughts. So that means you have to start thinking differently about your training, training in a different way for you to get those different results. Right. So it is both physical and mental, but mm -hmm. you almost, you have to start with the mental aspect so that you can then do the physical process. So many people are like, well, if I just go out and run, then I can accept that, that I, if I, if I put in the work across the finish line in the time, and then I'll be the runner that I really want to be. And then, then I can accept my identity and be like, yes, look at me. I'm such a good runner. But if you start by saying I am such a good runner, now I'm going to do these steps to justify that I am a good runner. I, I've told myself I'm a good runner. So I'm going to put in this work and the results just start flowing. Yeah. And we're going to get into that part kind of um, later in the week. Kevin jumped ahead to like an identity piece that we want to talk about later. We'll go into it deeper. But what we want you guys to see is you need to know where you are now so that you can make a plan from this point. Because starting ahead of where you currently are is a recipe for disaster, okay? That leads to overtraining, injury, exhaustion, burnout, lots of problems, okay? We want you to stop fighting your body and instead learn how to work with it, okay? That starts with awareness. And that's why we gave you, um, if you guys haven't yet, you can check out the daily action guide on um, the website, do you guys, did you guys get those emails or at least see the PDF download for today? Give me a yes in the chat. If you guys already have the PDF. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Good, good, good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you Use guys, those. yeah. So <laughs> you guys see there's a couple th things there. So we have both the physical and a mental assessment for you. Okay. The physical side of things is um, we've given you, I think, four tests. Number one is a running test, okay? So we want you to understand how to assess your effort level. And effort level training is a really important part of who we are and what we do around here because we believe that you need to be connected to your body and connected to what you're, how you're feeling and what you're thinking. And I think that so many of us, especially today with these wonderful devices on our wrist, right? These wonderful devices on our wrist can give us a lot of really good information, but it can lead us to disconnect from our body because we have these paces that we think we're supposed to hit or these distances that we want to hit. And instead of tuning in and connecting to ourselves, we disconnect and we just follow whatever pace that is because, and then we allow our watch or our app on our phone to tell us if we're doing a good job or not, right? Like this watch actually tells me if I'm being productive or unproductive or maintaining, it like gives me a status. And I know that a lot of watches out there do the same thing, right? So instead of like 
checking in with ourselves and saying like, how am I feeling? Am I, am I feeling good? Am I feeling stronger? We're like, am I improving? Magic watch. It's like the old eight ball. Uh, remember those little the magic eight balls that you used to like shake and it's like, am I getting faster? Those. You're not supposed to shake them. Everybody knows you're not everybody supposed shakes. to. Everybody shakes them. You're not supposed oh, to. You get those inside. Did you guys shake the magic eight ball? Everybody shook the magic eight ball and you know you weren't <laughs> supposed to. The directions always said, don't shake, you'll get bubbles. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but, but the watch does a great job yeah. of disconnecting you from actually paying attention to how you feel. Right. If the watch tells you that you're you're feeling tired when you wake up, like first thing I have you a body do, battery. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> check your watch first thing in the morning and it tells you whether or not you're tired. Can't you figure that out when you wake up? Like, yeah. are you feeling tired? Like, oh, well, I've got this plan that I'm supposed to follow. It says that I'm supposed to get this many miles. It says I'm supposed to go on a speed workout today, but my watch says that I'm tired. So now I have to push that workout back or I have to fight against my tiredness and do this workout because the plan says this and my watch says this. Just listen to your body and mm -hmm. say, hey, how am I feeling today? Does it make sense to try and push myself today? Maybe I should go easy today. Maybe I should take a recovery day. But unless you know how to fix a plan and make the plan make the most sense for you, yeah. unless you know how to really tune into your body and say, am I tired? How are my legs feeling? How are my lungs feeling? Does this feel like a good kind of let's push myself day? Mm -hmm. If you're relying so much on the watch, on the app, on the whatever it is, it's hard to have that sort of effort-based training, which is crucial to, to I think, long-term success mm -hmm. in training and in racing. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's really, you know, when we are able to tune into our bodies and become more aware of what we're thinking, what we're feeling, how everything is going, it's going to lead to so much more satisfaction in our running and really in, in the rest of our life as well, because we think that running essentially is just a metaphor for life. Running helps us to live better lives. It helps us to be better humans. Like I know it does for me. Um, but if I'm disconnected with myself and I'm just, you know, following whatever my watch is telling me or following whatever that training plan is telling me without even thinking about how that's adjusting to my real life, right? that is not moving me towards my goals. It's not moving me toward that level of satisfaction that I want to have in my running. And this is why oftentimes people that train just for races, they end up crossing the finish line. And there's that like immediate level of satisfaction that's quickly followed by kind of an emptiness. And have you guys ever experienced that where you like, you cross that finish line and you're like, cool, now what? You know, like it's like a high, but then also kind of a letdown. And and there are real, like, it's a real thing of like the post half marathon or the post marathon blues that people yes. go through and it, or the post Olympics, right? Like, I mean, very much in the Olympics. Yeah. They've actually, you know, they've done research studies on Olympians of like that letdown period after the Olympics, because they've been working so hard for this one goal for so long, then when it's over, it's like, well, now what? Right. And that just can lead us to chasing, chasing, chasing versus actually tuning in to our thoughts, to our feelings, and actually feeling satisfied with the journey and using the races as checkpoints along the way right? That's a very different way to train. If you're just like trying to gain satisfaction from completing races versus gaining satisfaction from actually enjoying the heck out of the running journey that you're on. And then also 
you know, getting, gaining some of these accomplishments along the way. Right. And you can do the races. You don't even have to do races. You can push yourself mm-hmm. through so many training plans yep. and gain such satisfaction. Like there are people that can go completely the other direction and just all about the journey, all about what the training plan looks like. It's the other extreme from constant races mm-hmm. of finish one race and immediately sign up for the next one mm-hmm. before you've even cooled down from the one before yep. but you're still sweating from the one race and signing up for the next one in, <laughs> in another four weeks. There's that side, but then there's the other side of just going for pure training all the time and never trying to like have that risk where it's like, what happens in a race environment? I think you can have a balance. I don't think you have to race in order to enjoy the experience. There's some people that just don't. You can just truly enjoy the experience of training, but I think that you can enjoy that training and still put challenges into the training itself Mm -hmm. of let's see how this workout goes today. Let's see if I really push myself in this one and open myself to the possibility that it does doesn't go well, that's sort of dealing with that, that internal physical, mental conflict, even in a training run, if you don't enjoy the, uh, the atmosphere of a race. Exactly. So we like to think of all of this because we like to think of running as a journey. We like to kind of use this metaphor of like actually going on a trip, going on a journey. And so if you are about to go on a road trip and you pull out your smartphone and you want to go into Google maps, what's the first thing that happens when you go into Google maps? What is the first thing that happens? And if you guys have been on one of our live training, you probably know the answer to this one because I've used this example before, but when you open Google maps, what's the first thing it asks where you want to go before that, before Before you're even able to put in where you want to go, yes, where you are now, right? Google Maps finds the blue dot, right? You okay, have yesterday to- it took a long time for it to find a blue dot. <laughs> it would not connect. <laughs> um, we were on a road trip yesterday, but yes, you have to find the blue dot first, right? Before you can even put in your destination, Google has to know where you are right now. So that is the goal of this week, well, of today, really. Today is about helping you to start to find that blue dot. And the more specific you get with that blue dot, the better you're going to be able to get directions to where you want to go, right? So that blue dot can tell you that you're in the United States of America, right? And that blue dot can also tell you that you're in Florida, well, that, we, that we're in Florida, right? Then it can get even more specific and tell us what city that we're in. Then it can get more specific and tell us exactly what street we're on, right? And the more specifically that we define that blue dot, the better directions that we're going to be able to have that will get us to our desired destination the most in the most efficient way, right? Think, think about Uber. Like if you call for an Uber or a Lyft, if you're at the airport, and the the Lyft driver, the, the Uber driver knows that, okay, she's at the airport. I'm going to go pick her up. Think about how big the airport is. There's so many different terminals, so many different people. But if you can specify, like if that blue dot can get really specific of like outside of terminal three, gate four, whatever it might be, there's going to be a much better chance of that Uber driver finding you quicker and then taking you to your destination. I mean, you go specifically right into that, like the Google Maps, it finds the blue dot, it knows where you are. And the first direction says, proceed to route. 
because it doesn't know exactly where you are relative to a street. If you've ever pulled up directions yeah. inside of a parking garage, yeah. it has no idea what you're doing. It's all it <laughs> so does, keeps saying is proceed to route, proceed to route. And this happens sometimes with training plans is, well, my race is in four months, but this plan is 12 weeks long. So what am I supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to proceed to route. How? How do I, go from, how do I go from here to there? Right. What does this best look like? And that's how making a training plan that makes most sense for you mm -hmm. that's the key and it has to start with knowing exactly where you are before you even go to where you're going next right and so what is it what what about where you are right now do we have to know okay and, and that's what we have given you with the tests um, for today's activity so we gave you a running test right where you have to go out and assess your effort level on the run okay if anybody has any questions about any of these tests please put them in the chat now because we want to make sure that you guys are clear on the the directions for these tests so that you can complete them and this is the reason that we also are doing our live trainings this week on monday wednesday friday we used to do trainings like every day of the week um but there was a lot of people that were kind of like they fell behind and they were like then they felt like they weren't you know um doing the challenge correctly and we don't want you guys to feel that way we want to set you up this week for success so you've got two days to do this you've got today and tomorrow try to get these done before our live on wednesday because we're going to you be know, going wednesday morning possibly we're going to be going into more detail about why each of these, like what you need to know about each of these tests, why you're doing each of these tests, and uh, how these tests affect what you put into your training plan. Okay. So we've got a running test. So you have to go out and assess your effort level. So effort level training, do I run easy push how far? Okay. The great Perfect. question, Cindy. So um, on this effort, on this run test, there's a couple of different running tests that we like to use, but on this one, the goal is for you to just go out on like a normal run for you and just try to tune in and ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, how hard am I running right now? Okay. So one is super, super easy. 10 is really, really, really hard. Okay. On that scale of one to 10, how hard does this run feel? All right. So it's just trying to get you to not look at your watch. Don't worry about whatever your pace is and just assess what that run felt like for you. Now, if you have kind of a normal run or if you are someone that's already on a plan and you have a speed work run, make note of that. Right. And just see what your effort level is on on your run that day. Yeah, but in general, this is just, it's a normal run. So it's probably, yeah. it's an easy run. Mm -hmm. How far, how far do you normally go? Like for me, this would be somewhere between 45 and 55 minutes. That's like my normal, I'm just going to go out and go for a run mm -hmm. at at the pace that I casually drop into. We know that if you've been running for a while, it's it's that effort level that you just naturally drop into. Yeah. Don't try and go super slow or super fast. Just drop into your normal pace and, and off you go. Mm -hmm. And then judge, how does that feel? Like really think about how, how do I feel on this run? Mm -hmm. Like when you finish the run, is it like hands on knees? Every time you get to a stop later, you're like, oh, please turn red so we can take a little breather. Yeah. Or are you like hoping that you catch it green because you're feeling great and you're just cruising through the lights? Right. Like that's what we're looking for. Right. So again, the goal of today is awareness is like, what is a normal run for you? What does that normally feel like? And then rate yourself, give yourself that rating. Okay. Um, we also gave you guys some, some strength tests. Okay. We have a single leg sit to stand test, a single leg calf raise test and a side plank test. Okay. So follow the directions. There's also links to videos. If you need a video for any of those tests, um, on that day one page, 
Um, and just write down your results. Okay. Like on that PDF download that's on that page, we have, I have a whole sheet where you can write down, um, your results of the test. So like, you know, for the, um, single leg sit to stand, for example, how many were you able to do? Um, it might also be helpful for you to measure the height of the chair. Okay. To kind of just have that noted as well, because it's going to be easier if you're in a higher chair, it's going to be harder if you're in a lower chair. Um, so measure, like we just said, like, you know, a normal chair height, you know, so like a dining room table, a chair that would go into a dining room table. Right. It's going to be really difficult if you're trying to do a single leg sit to stand off of the couch. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're sunken down into it. That's yeah. going to be super difficult. Especially like, if, a, if you have a squishy couch. Yeah. Like a sturdy dining room <clears throat> table would be a good, good choice. Yeah. So we want you guys to start to become aware. The goal of today is awareness. We've said that a bunch. Okay. On how your running feels in your body. Okay. So that's the effort level test is how running feels. We want you to start becoming more aware of how your thoughts affect your actions and how your actions give you your results, which we already talked about today. Okay. That's the mindset portion. Okay. Inside the real life runners Academy, we have five main pillars. Number one is mindset, which is how our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings and our, uh, drive our actions and our actions give us results. Okay. Number two is running. How does running actually feel in my body? How, um, how I can understand what my effort level is and what I should be doing like during the course of the week, how, 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 how hard my runs should feel on any given day. Okay. Which we'll talk a lot more about tomorrow We're for, talk this, about that for this test. On it's Wednesday. really just for heading out into a run and just checking in and seeing how does it currently feel yep. without this is doing it right. Or this is doing it wrong. Right. This is just, this is how I feel. Exactly. Pillar number three is strength and mobility. Okay. And we're going to start to get to a, a level of awareness with those strength tests that we've given you guys today as well. Uh, pillar number four is recovery and pillar number five is nutrition. Okay. So we're not going specifically into that today, um, but on that performance profile, on that PDF download for the day one action guide, I gave you guys a performance profile so that you can rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 in all of those areas on how well am I doing in this area? Like when I can, if I had to rate myself in nutrition on a score of one to 10, how is my nutrition? How is my sleep? How is my, um, you know, my mindset? How is my strength? R give yourself a rating in all eight of those areas as well. And try to get that done before our live on Wednesday, because then on Wednesday, we're going to get into kind of what those things mean and how that should affect your training plan moving forward. Right. Just be honest with it. There's no, we're right. not, we're not judging anybody. We're just trying to make sure that we know where you're at, mm -hmm. that you know where you're at so that we can help you move forward the best. If you're like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm really like a three in that category, but I'm going to put down five because I don't want to judge myself too harshly. Then you're probably going to end yourself starting ahead of where you should be on your particular person plan. So exactly. be very honest with this. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing that I even wrote in the email for today as well as understanding where you are right now needs to come without judgment. Okay. And it's really, really hard. Very easy for me to say that, right? <laughs> very hard to do. Like, because when we see what our paces are, when we see what our strength is, when they're, when we say, Oh, I was only able to hold that side plank for 10 seconds we start to judge ourselves and I would really encourage you to try not to judge yourself or at least be aware that you are judging yourself in this process, right? Because the way that you're thinking about your strength, the way that you're thinking about a running has a huge effect 
on how you show up and how you perform. Okay. So if anybody has any last minute, uh, any questions, we're happy to answer any questions that you has, have right now about any of the tests, any of the stuff that we covered today. Um, can you guys understand why awareness is so important now? Give me a yes in the chat if you have a better understanding, at least, of kind of where you are right now or why it's so important for you to have this understanding. Cool. All right. Awesome. Good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, and the last thing before, before we wrap this up, I guess, um, that I wanted to mention is we mentioned some of the, um, the mistakes about not having a training plan unless you run, unless you're training for a race. And I think that's one of the big things that a lot of people here said is like, I'm not currently following a training plan because I don't have a race, but there are other goals that you can have outside of races, especially if you're someone that doesn't like to race. Okay. And we're going to be going into those more on Wednesday and talking more about goal setting and what it would be like to have a goal that wasn't a race. Or if you do have a race as a goal, totally fine also. But maybe that race is six months away or nine months away or, or next year sometime. And you're not sure what you should be doing now. Okay. What we want you guys to understand throughout the course of this week is that training plans are beneficial for everyone at every stage in your journey, no matter what your goal is. Okay. Training plans are a huge way for you to maintain consistency, feel better on your runs, not get injured and get stronger, right? Get stronger, get faster, build that endurance. You need to be on a training plan. And that's really what we're talking about. I think that's what you guys all want. Since you signed up for the build your plan challenge, you guys all understand um, that a training plan is important. And what we will help you understand is that like, even if you have a race in the future that you're trying to get to, what you do now matters and what you do now affects how you feel during that training cycle, during that race training cycle, right? So what should you be doing now? Should I be focusing on just maintaining? Should I focus on building strength? What should I be focusing on now to set myself up for success in the future? So that's what we're going to be talking about on Wednesday with goal setting and um, understanding how to kind of tr stack training cycles for you to achieve goals and make that sustainable progress so that you're not, you know, improving and then coming down and then improving and then going down so that you're not actually making any sort of like noticeable progress. You're just kind of at a plateau the whole time. Right. Wednesday is a great one. So it, it helps the, uh, as you pointed out, the training plan stacking mm -hmm. is if you keep entering the same training plan for the same race that you do once a year, but you always enter at the same starting point, you're always going to get to pretty close to the same ending yeah. point for that race. So stacking these, these, uh, training plans on top of each other, that's how you get to even bigger results. If, yep. if the racing results is, is a big key for you. All right. So give me a yes in the comments. If you guys are planning on joining us on Wednesday, Wednesday. I'll be there. <laughs> I will be there. I will give you a yes. Yes. Yay. Cindy's coming back. Yay, Marilyn. All right. Good. Letitia, you're welcome. I'm glad you guys are here. Jen will be here. Excellent. Good, good, good. Courtney's going to be with us again. I love it. Katya, I'll try to watch it work. Sweet. We, we, it's we, always we, a fun replay. We will have the replay, okay, um, available for you guys if you aren't able to make it live. But I, but I always think that making it live, you know, coming to these things live, if something comes up in your head, like you could, you guys can already see, 
you know, we want this to be an interactive thing and it's going to become more in interactive in day two and day three as well. Definitely. Okay. As we start to build those training plans and as you guys start to get some of the results from these tests, so we can talk about, you know, what, what do these results mean? This is what I got on this test. What does that mean? Um, and what should I do about it? Yes. Same time, um, noon. It's noon Eastern time right now. Okay. This is the time that we're going to be live on Wednesday and on Friday. Um, and again, if you guys are catching this on Facebook, head to realliferunners.com forward slash challenge to sign up so that you guys can get the Zoom link to come join us on Zoom so we can answer your questions and chat with you guys over there. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you on Wednesday. See ya. Bye.